0: Join us now for Education Matters, a weekly look at the real people and real stories in education across North Carolina. Welcome to Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm Keith Poston. Peter Hans became the ninth president of the North Carolina Community College System in May. He now oversees 58 community colleges that educate more than 700,000 students each year, the third largest community college system in the country. This week we're going to talk with Peter about the opportunities and challenges for community colleges and education overall here in North Carolina, as well as his goals for the new year. Before we tackle our main topic, we switch to our headlines, our quick scan of education headlines across North Carolina and the U.S. The 2018 session of the North Carolina General Assembly actually just ended a week ago, two weeks before a new General Assembly is set to be sworn in. Legislators came back for a special session after the November election, which saw the Republican veto-proof supermajority ended. Lawmakers passed several controversial measures, including a technical corrections bill that included dozens of changes in laws, including one that could have far-reaching implications for public education. The measure will allow any municipally-run charter schools to offer state pensions to teachers at those schools, likely making it easier for the model to spread to more cities. The new charter school model for town-run charters in four Charlotte suburbs has been criticized because it could lead to more racially segregated schools, a concern that Governor Cooper cited when he vetoed it. The supermajority in its last, one of its last legislative acts overrode the veto. Just before Christmas, the North Carolina Supreme Court ruled against parents and children in Halifax County in a lawsuit contending that county commissioners had not fairly distributed tax money hurting some students. In its ruling... North Carolina's top court says the state is responsible, not the counties, when schools are so underfunded that some children don't get the constitutionally required sound basic education. The ruling reaffirms the court's landmark Leandra decision that the state is constitutionally obligated to provide access to a sound basic education. Finally, the Trump administration announced plans to roll back some Obama-era guidelines around school discipline that were created to prevent racial discrimination. Two North Carolina school districts that recently reached agreements with federal civil rights investigators over their discipline policies, Wake and Durham, say they'll continue their discipline reforms regardless of whether the guidance is rescinded. Remember, you can visit the Public School Forum's website at ncforum.org, click on Education Matters, and read more about these headlines as well as all the other topics we cover each week. As I said at the top of the show, we're going to be talking to Peter Hans, the president of the New Community College of the Community College System, who was just named in May. So, Peter, welcome to Education Matters.
1: Well, thank you, Keith. I appreciate all you do on behalf of public education.
0: Well, thank you. Well, it's great to see you too. I mean, personally, we've known each other for a few years. We were saying um, before we start tape that uh, when you first when we first met, I was a, a fairly new dad, and now my that child is a freshman in college. So, that marks our time. I want to give. For our viewers, thank you, Peter. For our viewers, give you a little bit of your bio. I mentioned you are the ninth community college president. Um, you've been around um, education for, for quite a while, actually. You served six, a six-year term on the board of the community college, the State Board of Community Colleges. You were vice chair of that board. You served on the North Carolina UNC Board of Governors. They're, they're in the news a fair amount. No, <laughs> uh, for 12 years, including two years as chairman. Um, and then, you know, I think when uh, you and I first, and you also worked in the last two years for uh, UNC System President Margaret Spellings. And you've got a lot of other political work, uh, both for Republican candidates like Locke Faircloth and Elizabeth Dole, as well as yeah, you and uh, former Democratic Lieutenant Governor Dennis Wicker have done a lot of uh, government affairs stuff together. That's right. So.
1: That's right. Very bipartisan. Yeah Exactly,
0: exactly, which is, which is actually a good place to start because you're in, in some ways a little bit of a you' a little bit of a throwback in that in that, <laughs> particularly when it comes to education. Um, I started the public school forum five years ago this month. Um, w- shortly after I started, I want to say it was within a few months, I went to a panel discussion featuring all of our state's education leaders. Mm. Tom Ross, President of UNC System, Scott Rawls, president of the Community College System, June Atkinson, state superintendent, and Hope Williams with the independent colleges and universities. Three of those four are gone. Um, and two of them, UNC System and the Community College President, have been replaced twice sure. since then. So I guess my question is sort of, sort of what is going on in education leadership in North Carolina? I mean, I'll let me change happens. I mean, but is this good? Is this bad? Is it, is it too early to tell?
1: Well, it's a challenging time in public life, I think, uh, inside out of education and, and outside, but these are these are tough jobs. Now, I'm happy that Hope Williams is still uh, <laughs> at the independent colleges and universities, and of course, Scott Rawls is coming back to North Carolina to be the yeah, new president of Wake Tech. Good He's guy. a great leader and a, and a good friend. Uh, I, I would say this, Keith, to uh navigate the political waters uh, in education is uh, a challenge today, maybe more so than it was, I always think about President Friday, who taught me uh, a lot and took me under his wing a number of times, just sat at the knee and soaked up the wisdom from him. Uh, He would not, as capable a leader and spectacular um, a guide as he was, to stay in a position uh, like he had for decades would be impossible today, I think, given the, the difficulty of public life, the scrutiny, the competition, the media cycles, et cetera. Uh, but those of us who care uh, will forge forward, and hopefully with the support of the public, because it's up to us to create the vision and build some consensus uh, around a common vision for the good of the students and the state,
0: you're a North Carolina boy like me. Um, so education is always—it, I it mean, I always say it, it's always been a priority for our state that's and right. a shared priority. I mean, do you think? Is it still?
1: Yes, okay. I do. I do. I think uh, you know the days uh, when a few people could run the state uh, are long gone. And in a way, that's that's a good thing. Right. It is more small-D democratic. Uh, on the other hand, you're going to have uh, more chaos, because elections are going to change direction. Uh, there will be uh, various groups that are ascendant or descendant uh, as the, the winds come and go. But I, I don't believe North Carolina's commitment to education has changed. It's when you look at the big picture, when you take a right. step back. Uh, I think you can see uh, a number of uh, bipartisan trends that suggest that the short term may be turbulent, but the long term there is that ingrained commitment because It's only through education that North Carolina can grow and prosper.
0: Well, I agree with that. and I hope you're right um, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start sort of wa- circling down and then to get into the community college part of it I was thinking about our Sort of historically, our our country as well as here in North Carolina, you know, we we've expanded and and progressed in terms of what we think people need for school. You know, the first public schools were just elementary schools, you know, and then they sort of got it further, and you had you know, people would finish eighth grade education, um, and now then we started adding kindergarten. That was in our lifetime yes, um, here in was. North Carolina. Um, why have we not begun seriously talking about that we need to also expand? two more years at least, um, and so K-12 is, becomes K-14 and that everybody needs that. Do you think that's, I mean, can you imagine a better long-term investment, I guess, would be one of my questions.
1: Well, it's increasingly clear that all North Carolinians are going to need credentials beyond high school to succeed, uh, and that's going to take time to change that mindset It increase those opportunities uh, to provide uh, stable structures for Uh, all of our citizens to succeed, that's easier said than done. But I think you're seeing growing consensus around that. Uh, I believe that uh, all the experts tell us, but even common sense just would inform us that, with the change in the workforce and the need for increased skills, the number of North Carolinians with credentials, high-quality credentials beyond high school, will increase Now we're seeing a little bit of this uh, already uh, formalized through the dual enrollment structure with the public school community college partnership.
0: Right. Well, we're going to get into the, I want to get much more into that. Um, we're getting ready to take a quick break because um, I want to get into the idea Great. of the K-12 partnerships as well as, you know, the idea of the sort of increasing um, uh, credentials. Thing. So just uh, stick around with us. We're going to be back after for a commercial break and we'll continue our conversation with uh, North County Community College System President Peter Hans. But before we go to break, see if you can answer this question. True or false? Many community college students transfer into traditional four-year colleges, including the UNC system. Last year, what percent of students who transfer to UNC system schools came from community colleges? Education Matters is brought to you each week in part by Paragon Bank. Serving others, enriching lives. Welcome back to Education Matters. Did you correctly answer D? 61%. In the fall of 2017, 61% of students who transferred to the UNC System schools came from community colleges. We're going to continue our conversation now with Peter Hans, the president of the North County Community College System. You sent me those stats, and that's... um that was wild. That kind of surprised me. And I think it was the other one that I saw um, that like 20 percent of all new students who entered UNC System schools this year came from community colleges.
1: We have a great partnership with the UNC System as well as the private colleges and universities, and it's a very affordable way for students and their families to save on a college education. Two years in community college, earn your associate's degree, then transfer those credits in.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was talking to my daughter about this, and, and um, I think that the, um, one, I think students are recognizing how expensive it is. Thank, thankfully, they understand, and also, I mean, that's a whole other topic, but sure. it's, it is. I think it is getting, um, um, we're, we're pricing out too many families overall. But yeah, community colleges, two years, or just taking care of other credits. You mentioned a friend of hers who already had that's their right. certain number of credits, so when they got to, you know, Carolina, they only had three years to go instead of two um, or even less, and so I think those are um, that's something that you all market, right, as, uh, as, I, as part of your...
1: Absolutely. I'm not sure we market it well enough. Uh, in fact, we've got to engage in more marketing activities. There's so many good stories to tell about community colleges, and affordability is a big one. Right. Well, you mentioned the K-12 partnerships, and that's that's part of
0: it because it's certainly not... You, just, you don't want to... You're not necessarily wanting to just say, well, the community colleges is your... Uh, um, you know, transition. I mean, it's obviously can be a, an end and a career starter for for Absolutely. For, for so many. But um, what do you have going on? You got there's early colleges. You've got folks who can graduate with a high school diploma and an associate's degree. You've got. Um, in early on I grew up in Fayetteville people would go to like Fayetteville, back then it was FTI, Fayetteville Tech, yeah. uh, you could take AP courses or an advanced class, so all that stuff goes, still goes on. So what, how important are these in, in your, your strategy?
1: Well incredibly important, all of those you just mentioned in addition to the career and technical uh, education that, that we provide jointly, the opportunity to start early earning community college credits while you're in high school gives you uh, exposure to college level coursework, The credits transfer potentially puts you on a career path uh, with a little additional community college uh, education uh, that could lead to a great job and a great career. Right. Do you think we...
0: I think we have we have we still have an attitude or perception problem when it comes to community colleges. I mean, everyone knows we have we have, we have so many. There, are, uh, what is it? There's the goal of having one within a certain driving distance
1: from every home, you know, every person. We've got uh, within a half hour drive of 95 percent of the right. population. So people
0: all know about them, but there's yeah. still this sort of like, oh, you're going oh, where are you going? Carolina State, East Carolina, you know, the community college. There's a little bit of yeah. that sort of, and I think I think it's kind of hurt. Um, sure. Opportunities for students. I think back to my own friends who didn't go on the four-year colleges that maybe bounced around after high school you know, in retail or service industry or things, and then maybe found their way back later. That, right.
1: That they don't see. Do you think that's uh, that's true? It is a challenge, uh, as you mentioned earlier. Less so with uh, younger students, and more so with the parents who exactly. have uh, ingrained in their mind that the only path to success is a four-year degree. Now. I, I, I certainly got a four year degree, yeah. you do as well. It's, it's wonderful, uh, you won't find a bi- bigger advocate of the university system than myself, but it isn't the only path to success. And we've done a disservice I think to students in the past by suggesting it's either a four year degree or bust. Right. When in fact there are so many opportunities out there for great careers, great opportunities in life, the opportunity to engage in lifelong learning, through the community colleges and and other options. Right.
0: And it's a chance, like you said, not only to get a a, a, a leg up, save some money, but also to figure out what you want to do.
1: Oh that's exciting. I mean right. look,
0: as many as many driven so, kids I know, they still don't know for sure what they want to do. So
1: here's a great fact, Keith, and, and we're only talking about the college transfer piece right here, rather than the workforce development side. But it, the community college students who earn their associates degree then transfer into a four-year institution graduate at a higher rate than those who transfer without an associate's degree but also at a higher rate than those who start at a four-year institution to begin with so it's a great start for them they ease into college often closer to home and they save a lot of money along the way Right.
0: Now, i, I, I meant to ask you this a minute ago but I'll, I'll go ahead and get it in You're you've been participating in uh... In, in an effort called My Future N.C., yes. and it was related to the idea of credent, of attain, yeah, an attainment goal. Tell me what sort of what is that, what does that mean, and that gets to that point of what everyone needs to sort of succeed in career and life.
1: The My Future uh, N.C. effort is very focused around the idea that more North Carolinians need, uh, given that this is an increasingly diverse state and the workforce is changing, all the changes in the economy, technology, and society, everything we know uh, about that suggests that more North Carolinians are going to need more high-quality credentials. So, soon, the commission will set an attainment goal for North Carolina to achieve within five- and uh, ten-year timeframes and strategies for how to achieve that. Now, just in December, I was named one of the three co-chairs of that effort, succeeding my friend, Margaret Spellings, and I'm very excited to be a part of that.
0: And so, that, so that is a, basically, we'll say everyone in North Carolina you know, needs to have, at least with an associate's degree or credential or something, we will have some percentage and say, we want to get there. You know, we'll, usually, we come up with some slogan, right? We want to get there by 2025. I want have
1: something snappy that get you can communicate. Something like that. Right, exactly.
0: Right. All right. Um, Tell me about your, how community colleges fit in with business and economic development.
1: Uh, Our very closest partner, I mean, I always think of our partners, of course, the public schools, the four-year institutions, Uh, but the business community, given our role in workforce development, is critical. We listen to them very closely, partner uh, in as many ways as you can imagine to help provide them uh, the workforce they need to grow, and to provide our students the opportunity to have meaningful careers, provide for themselves and their families, and strengthen their communities. Right.
0: And so so I know just from a couple of my companies, I worked for Progress Energy back then, Tom Warner Cable, they had customized training programs. Indeed. You guys get brought in by the legislature, the governor, the economic development folks to say when you're courting somebody, you know, like whether it was the, the ones we didn't get and the ones we did, you're talking about what That's you can right. provide, right? The
1: Secretary of Commerce says the community colleges are his number one tool as an incentive when talking to businesses that may locate or expand in North Carolina, because we will provide that customized job training, provide them the workforce they need right here.
0: Last question for you: What's um, what's your top goal for 2019? We're in uh, we're in the new year, so
1: to provide as many educational opportunities for as many North Carolinians as possible. We've got a very tight uh, legislative agenda that's focused on workforce development and enjoys bipartisan support. And what an honor it is to advocate on behalf of the 700,000 students in the community college system.
0: Well, terrific. Well, we wish you well. We want you back. You're, Thank you, my friend. You're a good guy and a, and a really important role. Oh, I appreciate and it. And so we hope that we'll help spread the message about community colleges so through education matters. So thanks, Peter. Thank I appreciate you, it. Yep. After the break, this week's Leadership Spotlight. Each week, Education Matters spotlights individuals and programs demonstrating exceptional leadership in education in North Carolina based on nominations from you, our viewers. This week, we actually went back to an organization called Student U based in Durham. They're a college access organization that recently teamed up to create a community-based building. Take a look.
1: Leadership Spotlight
0: is brought to you by Participate, where we believe every student deserves equitable access to quality education.
2: Student U, we are a college access and success organization started in 2007. We work with brilliant young people starting in sixth grade through college graduation to make sure that their dreams for their lives become true. This building was originally built in 1928 as the historically black elementary school. Pearson was born in Durham as a slave, became an educator. He was considered the black superintendent of um, Durham, advocated for the education, but also political rights, economic rights of black people. I think it's important as we think about the history of the building to honor that legacy, that even though this building is 90 years old, that black and brown students in our community still need people to advocate on their behalf and to provide them with the educational opportunities they need to be successful. I think for us, the building provides an opportunity for all of our values to become realized how we're able to build community with other people. People have wanted their children to have access to really good education. People want opportunities for jobs. People want to be able um, to have safe spaces to be, to build community, to be able to enjoy their neighborhoods. We can't do this work alone. What it takes for young people to be well and for their families to be well, can't happen in isolation. And so one of the things we're really excited about is building new partnerships. This building is 55,000 square feet. It is an old elementary school. There's so much space in here. And one of the things that was really important to Student U as we thought about what could this building become, was really thinking about collaboration. We invite people to come and see the building and dream with us about what we can do together and contribute to the work that is happening here. We have Village of Wisdom, which is an organization that works to advocate for the needs of black children in schools. We have Book Harvest, which is a literacy organization that works with families zero to five to ensure that they have access, free access to books, but also the tools they need to really make sure that literacy is embedded in the home. The reality is that we have been blessed to do incredible work with 550 students and their families, for are 33,000 students in Durham Public Schools and even more students in our community. What we hope is the change that becomes true for our organization in this building is how can we really make this building become the embodiment of this built for Durham by Durham and how can we invite more people both directly in this community, which is really important to us for the greater Durham community to come in and partner with us and journey with us as we imagine what is possible for young people.
0: If you know someone or a program that deserves to be recognized, please visit our website, ncforum.org and click on Education Matters and you'll find a link to nominate someone in your community. After the break, this week's final word. With a new year, we'll no doubt spend some of the next few episodes looking ahead to 2019, including a special episode at the end of January that we'll tape live at the Public School Forum's annual Eggs and Issues Breakfast, where we'll unveil our top 10 education issues for the year. I should say spoiler alert now, but I suspect it's not going to be too much of a surprise that school funding will be on the list. 2019 has the potential to be one of the most consequential years ever when it comes to how our state's public schools are funded. The General Assembly's School Finance Reform Task Force will continue the work with a current legislative deadline of October 2019 to propose changes to the state's current funding model. At the same time, the Governor's Commission on Access to a Sound Basic Education is expected to wrap up its fact-finding work and receive a report and recommendations from the outside expert group hired by the courts to propose remedies and a settlement in what is now a 20-plus year Leandro case. These two efforts alone are potentially big deals, but then toss into the mix a new General Assembly without a Republican veto-proof supermajority and a Democratic governor who vetoed 28 bills the past two years and a long session convening where the state budget is about to be set for two years, well, you've got a recipe for an interesting, interesting year. We'll do our best here to keep you informed and help you understand exactly what all this means for your local school and for your child, because, in the end, That's really why education matters. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next week.